going to preach today the question, this really came to me strong because I think there's people in here and out there, in here and out there, who need to hear this. I, I need to hear it. I hope you need to hear it. Asking the question, how big is God? Now, you know, we've heard that said probably many, I mean, almost every evangelical group has had some message on how big God is. They talk about him being the creator of the universe and on and on. And that's true. Amen. It's always good to visit and look at and understand. But uh, I'm, I'm going to pull it down a little bit out of the ethereal realm into that's all well and good, isn't it? That he's made the stars and the planets and the sun and the moon and everything. But uh, we need to pull it down to our life. And the question is, how big is God to you? Or we could say, just how big is God? <laughs> There's just different ways to look at it. And I'll tell you one thing, I think we know this without even reading any scripture or preaching on it, but we good to visit it, isn't it? How big is God for your life? What have you got that seems impossible, that seems difficult or tough or have you ever had like you felt like the blessings were just on the other side of this dammed up river and um, you just need a crack in the dam, amen? And uh, you need something to give. I've been there. You need something to give, something to appear, something to change. And you know that it's God's will and you know God's for you and you know God's work, but you need this thing to happen. Can I? Can anybody relate to that? And um, I just feel like this is a message from the Holy Spirit. How big is God? And let's look at the scripture to tell us how big God is, not just the words from some song or whatever. Uh, nothing wrong with that. But let's look at our key text, which is Jeremiah 32, 17. All right. Jeremiah 32 and 17. Praise God. And uh, the words here are beautiful. Ah, Lord God. Boy, you know, you could, just, you could just preach on those, on that name right there and have a, a camp meeting. Because it's not just, ah, God. It's Lord God. And he's our Lord and our master. Amen. And so we're talking about oftentimes, and you'll find in the Old Testament, uh, were, you know, names of God and one of them is the Most High. You know, how many know the Psalm 91? It says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the sub high. No. <laughs> no, the Most High. So we're serving and we're talking about the God who of all the universe. We're talking about the God that did create the heavens and the earth and all that in them is. Amen. We're talking about the God that had such a beautiful love plan and plan of salvation that he was able to uh, create a way for every human being no matter how unacceptable, no matter how atrocious they seem to be, no matter how lost that they seem to be, this great plan of salvation 
What a great God. What a mighty God. Somebody says one time, what a plan and what a planner. Amen. That we have. So when we pray, simply at home, you know, at our kitchen table or kneeling by our bedside, and we pray and we say, Lord, we've got these concerns. Lord, we've got these needs. Lord, we've got these problems. Uh, and we pray to you, oh, mighty God. We are praying to someone who can do something about it. Amen. Not just writing a letter to the Social Security Administration and all their entanglements and uh, confusion. You know, the name of the federal government should be Confusion Central because the minute you get involved with them, everything gets confused. But thank God we're not, God doesn't run heaven with red tape. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he doesn't make you say it just so. Here's a little jab at my word of faith friends who I am word of faith. But I'll tell you what, you know, we kind of got into a little bit of legalism with our confessions to the point that if you didn't say it just right and hold your mouth to the left instead of the right or whatever, you know, you weren't going to get a blessing. And a lot of people just kind of got bound up. You know what I mean? With something supposed to be like, Freedom and authority, they got bound up by being afraid they're going to say it wrong. Uh, I don't know if you've ever felt that pressure, but going to say it wrong, going to pray it wrong, going to do it wrong, and, and that will offend God, and he'll cancel you. God's not into cancel culture. <laughs> That's our friends from California that are into that. All right. Uh Anyway, I want you to see what he's saying here. I, I can't get past the first three words, can I? Ah, oh, Lord God. That's, a, that's enough right there. You can preach that and go home. But he says, behold, or look. Everybody look. Everybody look at this. Thou hast made the heaven. Wow. You ever stood at night, looked at the stars, and thought about the universe? What a big deal. That's a big deal. Uh, the heaven. The earth. That's a big deal. You know, they got these, uh, na- uh, like National Geographic, uh, you know, videos now about the earth and the splendor of it all. And if you get ca- caught up watching some of that, it's, it's beautiful. They get a little bit, you know, over into evolution. We have to just ignore it and mute them. But, um, you know, when you look at all the, the way the universe works and the earth works and everything is just right on target and timing, did you know that if the, the earth got off of its axis just a little bit or whatever, it would, we'd spin out of control into oblivion. And so God's done it perfectly. I mean, it's like so amazing, isn't it? And this is what he's talking about. Look at the heavens. Look at the earth. So we need to get our thinking up here. I'm telling you, past our little, you know, trash pile that we're looking at a problem. And get it up to the heavens. And remember when we're praying, we're talking about someone who made all that. It's easy to forget it, isn't it? It's easy to think that it's our problem and we're asking God just to, God just help me do this and go through it. No! He wants you to be victorious over it. Preach, pastor. 
Look, you've made the heavens and you've made the earth by your great power and stretched out arm. And there is nothing. This is the theme of the preaching today, the message. There is nothing too hard for thee. Well, pastor, you just don't know my problems. Now, when people tell me things like that, I, I'm thinking, yeah, well, I've got this, I've got this premonition that you're about to tell me what they are. And you know what? If you sat all afternoon, not to sound unfeeling, but if we all sat all afternoon and, and, and just went through every detail, right, of our challenges and our problems and shared with each other how painful and horrible and stinky it all is, uh, it wouldn't change that scripture at all. And it actually makes it come to life, doesn't it? That no matter what, listen to me today. I know, I know we've got problems that seem impossible, that seem not overcomable. That's not English, is it? It is in Oklahoma, praise God. It's not something that, that we can overcome easily. But praise God, we're, we, we don't, we're not by ourselves, folks. We're not just flicked out here off the table of heaven to fend for ourselves. Praise the Lord, we've got Lord God Almighty that made the heaven and made the earth by His great power and stretched out arm. We've got Him with us and backing us and helping us. And there is nothing. What's that word? Nothing too hard for thee. Amen. Look at, uh, let's keep reading because it's, it's good to read it. We won't read the whole chapter. You have to watch me. I'll start reading and won't want to quit. Thou showest loving kindness unto thousands and recompensest the iniquity of the fathers into the bosom of their children after them. Now look at these names. The great, the mighty God, the Lord of hosts is his name. That's who we're talking about. Put the great, the mighty God, and the Lord of hosts on the deal. Amen. In fact, you could just take, if you've got a piece of paper or something that's got bad news on it, you could just speak to that and say, I speak the name of the great, the mighty God, the Lord of hosts over this. Great in counsel, mighty in work, mighty in work, strong. For thine eyes are open upon all the ways of the sons of men to give everyone according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Anyway, it goes on and on about bringing the people out of Egypt and all the great things that he did that seemed impossible, and yet God did it. How many know God's not challenged by our stuff? All right, now turn to verse 27, and we have a reiteration. We have God answering this great, really, prayer and praise 
that Jeremiah is giving, right? He's talking about who God is. And God answers him and says, what? God says, look at verse 26. Then came the word of the Lord unto Jeremiah, saying, Behold, I am the Lord. In other words, he's he's confirming what he has prophesied, right? Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Now, I love this verse. I love the other ones too, but I love this one also. (laughs) Because it's God himself saying, bring me what you think is too hard for me, and I'll show you something great. Amen? Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show you great and mighty things which you haven't seen yet. Praise the Lord. I look, this is almost like a dare from the Lord. He's almost saying, I, I, I challenge you, not so much a dare, but a challenge. I challenge you to find the thing that I can't fix. There's no sickness that's too strong for his healing power not to be able to cure. Amen? There's no bill too big that he can't pay it. There's no confusion too entangled that he can't show the way out. There's no darkness that's too dark for the light to reach. We could just go on and on. Amen? Don't worry, I'm not going to go on and on, but we're going to go on at least. We'll just leave the anon off. All right. Look at Genesis 18. You getting anything out of this today? I'm just reminding you, you serve a mighty big God. We don't just serve a little weak God trying his best to help us. No, he is our pre- a very present help in time of need. Amen. The needier you are in some area, if you'll listen, the closer you'll find God in it. He's right there to help you. Genesis 18, we're talking about Sarah laughing at the prophecy that she's going to give child. Uh, look at what she said in verse, um, you know, after, after the angel and so forth was spoken. Look at verse 11. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, and my Lord being old also? The Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child when I am old? It's a lack of faith. She's saying, This is impossible. Look how old I am. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? That is an important question, folks. Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. 
And uh, Sarah denied, oh, she's backpedaling, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. Nervous, I, nervous laughter. And he said, nay, but thou didst laugh. <laughs> and so she, um, anyway, she, she kind of paid a little bit of a price for that, but eventually they both saw the miracle that God brought forth. Amen? But I want you to see that question. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Amen? We, we sing a chorus about that. Ah, oh, Lord God, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy great hand and outstretched arm. Amen. Nothing is too difficult for thee. It's kind of a difficult song to sing because of the word difficult. It's hard to sing difficult. Difficult to sing difficult. But it's a good thought anyway. Amen. Look at Matthew 19, verse 26. Wrapping this up. Hope you're getting something out of this. You know, I was talking about who could be saved. And uh, Jesus said it's easier for a camel to go through, verse 24, through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And uh, when his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, well, who then can be saved? Like only poor people. Or you got, you know, what's the, what's the ceiling on how much money you can make before you're cut off? You know, and, uh, Jesus beheld them and said unto them, with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Amen. And so what he, then he corrected it later in another, not, cor- not really corrected it, but further explained what he meant. He said, those who trust in riches. It's not so much having them, it's trusting in them. Amen? God doesn't want us to have anything before him. Right? Money, houses, cars, land, prestige, favor, accolades, whatever. He doesn't want us to have anything before him. All of our trust needs to be in him and what he can do and what he's doing. Amen? Well, I want you to see that what you have on your plate might be impossible for people, but it's not impossible with God. We could go on and on, couldn't we? You know, Mark 9, 23 talks about that uh, all things are possible to him that believeth. All things are possible to him that believeth. So that takes it out of, yeah, well, it's, it's not impossible with God, but what about me? I'll tell you what, if you're a believer, you're in the realm of the possibility. Amen? Hallelujah. And uh, what you need to tell yourself and your mind that tends to be negative and works against us many times, we need to say, hide and watch. Hide and watch. You know, we've we've been told to watch and pray. Well, that's good, but you need to sometimes say to your your brain, hide and watch. You're going to see the glory of God. Amen? You're going to see the glory of God, like when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. You know, the uh, Bible talks about that they're all weeping and carrying on. And he said, did I not say that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? And they saw the glory of God that day, didn't they? A man who was already 
uh, beginning to, his body was already beginning to decay and there was the odor that comes with that. And, and she said, Lord, it's the, it's the fourth day. He's already stinking. And he, and, and Jesus was not moved. He said to God, the Father, he said, I thank you that you hear me always when I pray. Amen. Well, that's what we need to say to the Lord. I'm telling you, we pray these things and say these things, and you don't always instantly have the feeling of euphoria come over you just because you've said it and prayed it. But pray it and say it anyway. Amen? Say it anyway. Pray it anyway. Declare it anyway. Amen? All things are possible not only to God, but as the Scripture says, to him that believes. And remember that man in Mark 9, he cried out, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. Isn't that our prayer today? Lord, I believe. And Lord, have mercy on me where I'm having a struggle. You know, he'll help you. Did you know if you call unto him, he'll show you great and mighty things? Finally, today, I just want to leave you with this thought. You know, the psalmist said, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Uh, you know what magnifying glass does, don't you? When you look through it, what does it do? It makes something appear bigger. You know, sometimes we need to get God bigger in our minds than what he is. Now, I had one preacher say to me one time, I was preaching along these lines and had a guy that just kind of, I don't know if he had bumped his head or what, but he comes up after the service and said, uh, well, that's ridiculous. You can't make God any bigger than he is. People love to go wax religious, don't they? You're trying to help people, and they come with their religious whatever, you know, baloney, and uh, try to talk you out of it. But he said, oh, you can't make God any bigger than he already is. And I said, well... You're technically right. We're not making God bigger. But in our minds, we're making him bigger. Amen? In our hearts, we're making him bigger and have a more prominent place and a prominent position than what we've allowed him to have. Amen? And uh, you say, well, oh, no, it's not up to us. It's No, listen, the Bible says, talks about the children of Israel They had doubt and unbelief, and they limited the Lord God of Israel. Isn't that something? So it proves scripturally that a human being can limit God's hand and limit God's power working in their lives if you keep God little. A little bitty God with a little bitty amount of, you know, what just touch me and help me to bear it, or I help me to overcome it. I'd rather overcome it than bear it. How about you? Y'all, help, are you helping me today preaching this? You getting anything out of it? Yes. Glory to God. I tell you what, we need to magnify the Lord. What does that mean? Take the magnifying glass of the Word and put it on that and magnify God and make God bigger and start saying, wow, with God all things are possible. And I'm with God. <laughs> I'm with God. <laughs> Woo! You know, I've seen uh, T-shirts like you walking around at an amusement park or whatever, and people wear all kind of crazy stuff. And one says, I'm stupid. And then the, the wife has got 
it's always the guy wearing the I'm stupid shirt. And then the wife's got one that says I'm with stupid. But I tell you what, we're not with stupid when we're with God. When we're with God, we're with the ruler of the universe. And so I'm, I'm, I'm taking a little bit of grammar license there where it says with God, all things are possible. So I think I'm going to stick with God. How about you? With God, if I'm with God, all things are possible. <clears throat> By myself, I don't know too much. I don't, you know, but with God, all things are possible. And I'm going to stick with God and be with God and walk with God. I know you are too. Amen. I'm preaching to the choir always, like here literally. And... uh but I'll tell you, you know, I'm going to be with God. I'm going to stay by God, stay with God. Let's lift our hands and praise Him and thank Him for this message today and for this thought and for this faith that comes. And Lord, we're going to make you bigger, bigger than our bills, bigger than our challenges at home, bigger than something that seems looming. We thank you, Lord, that you're bigger than any government. You're bigger than any... uh problem than any challenge in Jesus name glory to God but father we just continue to pray those that are watching especially by internet and in the house here Lord we thank you for your healing touch today we thank you for your provision and abundance Lord somebody that needs a miracle financially a miracle in their in their business Lord, I thank you that you show yourself strong this coming week and turn things around in Jesus' name. Lord, we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise today for these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. You that are watching, write us and tell us how these broadcasts are helping you and being a blessing to you. It encourages us here. And uh, you can go to our... Uh, website and order uh, faith building products that uh, we've got several books that pastor scarlett and i have written and then other other materials as well are available and god bless you today amen let's lift our hands and praise him thank you jesus thank you lord thank you lord thank you jesus